Okay, we're going. So this is the first one I've done live in a little while. Right. Um, live, like in person, not over Zoom. So I just want to let everyone know we're safely, I don't know, at least Distancing. six feet. Yeah, <laughs> at least eight feet apart. I don't know if it's eight feet, but it's a good amount of feet. It's enough. <laughs> it's enough it, would, feet. it would take a lot for a water droplet to <laughs> slide that far away. But I think we're safe. Yeah. Um, and I'll set the scene. We're in the beautiful Amelia and Paul's backyard here. It's one of my favorite places on the planet. Thank you for oh, having me. It's so I'm excited. Right on, this yeah. This is my first podcast. Cool. I've got a lot to say. Awesome, good. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, then I'm going to shut the hell up and get you talking then real early on. Uh, the only thing I'll say, uh, one, I'd love to get a good, and you can get into it as much as you'd like to, mm-hmm. chronological story, growing up in Italy. Um, if you're interested in sharing it, I always like, if you grew up religious, I'm going to assume you grew up Catholic. Yes. Okay, we can get into Just that. Just because, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get that. into that. Yeah. And then, and then the only other thing I'm going to say now, or else I'll forget, is we have to tell the story of when you first walked into one of Paul's meetings. Oh, yeah. And I think you walked out in 10 minutes or something like That's that. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so that'll be a tease. We'll come, we'll come around to that. Yeah, you have, to... we have to get into, but you have to remember, you have to yes, remind me as forget. we go. Because I don't take notes, so my notes are all just yeah, said, and then now right. it's in your head, and yeah. hopefully both of us won't forget. Yeah. Okay, hopefully. cool. So let's start. Uh, let me, I never do a good job of this. Amelia, welcome to Dream Talking. Thank you, Nick. And nice being here. let's start at the beginning. The very beginning? How far as far in the back beginning? As, you can, <laughs> as far back as you can remember. I won't start uh, when I was five. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was. I grew up in Italy. I won't tell you the year. Uh, <laughs> 1999. A, a few years ago. Um, uh, raised. I was raised there. The place where I grew up and is um, this city called Pescara. P-E-S-C-A-R-A. It's a, it's a beautiful coast uh, town on the mm. Adriatic Sea. Mm. Uh, so I spent, it's it's really an incredible place for kids to grow up. Because sounds like it. Sounds like a dream place to grow it up. It is yeah. because you spend basically four months out of the year on the beach. Wow. Because you know from May until the end of September, depending on the weather. Uh, depending on the year, but you you really that's what you do all summer long. Nice. So you're you 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 play with your friends. You're and it's a very different um, uh, concept of beach compared to here, compared to California. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have all these nice uh, establishments. They are not far away from each other. They're all very well organized. All the umbrella. You don't have to go to the beach bringing, dragging your umbrella yeah, and your, it's all your set chairs. Up for it's you. all set up there. Nice. You rent an umbrella for the summer, which is a very affordable price. Every family has it. Mm-hmm. And then they have all this establishment. They have food, breakfast, all the best food. You know, it's not that one has a better food than the other. It, they all you, have no matter where you go, food. it's going to be good. I they think have, that's Italy in general, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they have yeah. trampolines or all kinds of activities for kids going on all day long, and nothing, and and the light nightlife doesn't stop. It keeps mm. on going all night yeah. long. It's just very. Everybody looks, you know, looks forward to the east to the summertime yeah. in Italy. So I grew up in that city. Um, I went to. I was 
I don't know if I was lucky enough, but when I did after high school, I wanted to go to college. I wanted to study uh, actually Oriental languages, mm. Um, mm. but uh, that was gonna be up in Venice, which is it's not that distant considering the distances that we have here in America, but yeah. in Italy it was quite uh, far away from Pescara. So my father looked at me, and I was. Uh, as a teenager, I was a very rebellious, um, very into a lot of different things. So my father looked at me and he said, uh-uh, you're not you going list. anywhere. Yeah. So I said, even if you want to study languages, there, there, there is a university. Uh, in Pescara. In Pescara, okay. University yeah. of Foreign Languages. Oh, in, awesome. Yeah. So that's what I did. Uh, that's where I learned English and I also learned Spanish. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't learn English until you were... No, no, I yeah. learned English in school. Okay, yeah, Because yeah. you start learning English in Italy from elementary school. Uh-huh, okay. But then you, you, you mastered it or but whatever I mastered it yeah, when Yeah, because I was going say, your English is amazing. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I've been living here for 23 years. Uh-huh. I'm hoping that that will make some kind <laughs> of difference. But, <laughs> but no, actually, you would be amazed that my uh, written... English is probably better oh, than wow. my verbal one. Wow, yeah. yeah, because you studied it. Because I studied it, so I, and I was always very interested in languages. Maybe, I don't know, it's just my passion. Mm, so any okay. language, I pick it up fast, just like I usually pick up the, um, the different accents. Yeah. You know, like uh-huh. in English, it's You can just, pick it out. Yeah, I pick quick. it out, and yeah. But anyway, so I went there, I studied in, um, did five years of uh, university in Italy, I graduated in 1997, and um, I had some close friends of my family that they were coming to Italy um, almost every year, every few years, they had kids who live in Mil Valle, mm. and they were friends of my uncle in Italy, and so throughout the years I had, uh, we we know we have met we had you know uh, almost ev- not every summer but every few summers so I knew these people and I um, had come here to visit them in a few years back in 1993 while I was still in university in Italy in oh, so you came here to Mill Valley I came yeah. here and I liked it so much but I only came for like a few weeks so um, I decided that after graduating I was gonna come back and um, spent some time here mm-hmm. uh, that's what I did just after graduating I in June 1997 I was already here okay. and uh, uh, I um, uh, enrolled at College of Marine because I wanted to do some more uh, intensive English courses yeah uh, that's what I did and um, that uh, the same summer that summer, um, a few, I would say a few days after I arrived, I met this uh, Italian guy okay. who was gonna become my husband and my, the father of my kids. So he was, he lived here, was not connected to uncle or any no, of that? No, no. Okay. That's was where I thought it was going. Okay. No, okay. he was already living here. Uh-huh. He but, ha- but you guys connected over, oh, you're Italian. Oh, you're Italian, yes. Uh-huh. And he used to have this uh, coffee shop close by where I used to live at this um, uh, people's house where I mm-hmm. used to stay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I went there to, to drink a, f- a 
few espressos a day. That's, uh... and, and I'm sure they're pretty good, right? Yeah, well, they were pretty good. I was missing espresso yeah. so much after a few weeks that, that I had been here. I was like, I'm not drinking this shitty coffee yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I yeah. went there and uh, yeah, and I started to go out and um, yeah, that was the beginning of another phase of my life. Mm. Um, eventually we got married a few years later uh, we have we have four kids together yeah. and uh, yeah yeah okay That's how well, it went we, yeah we don't it, you're welcome to get into that as much as you want or as little as you want yeah we, you know I, I I know it's painful and it's it's you know but another part so we were right before we went on mic I was saying some of the podcasts that I enjoy that I listen to regularly and one is one I always mention is called you made it weird Mm -hmm. which is a comedian Pete Holmes and um, he talks a lot with other comedians uh, not just comedians but and his thing is his podcasts are almost like a therapy session Uh like it's cool you know it's and it's not it's two friends it's not a therapist and a and a yeah. yeah, a shrink and a client. Yeah. It's, but it can be very, it, it's a cool opportunity. It's very rare uh, in life, in you know, modern society that you sit down and talk to somebody for an hour, just yeah. one on one, or yeah. you know, especially with a friend. Right? Especially with a friend, because yeah. you always think you need. The, it's so strange because in Italy, uh, I, when I grew up, when I grew up now, I think it's different. But the concept of going to a therapist. Uh-huh. It was so strange. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like, uh, why do you need to go to a therapist? Yeah, I you mean, have you friends, need to talk to somebody. You always find, you would always find somebody to talk to, like yeah. a friend. So nobody really cared or had this concept of, I need to go and talk to a therapist. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's probably one something Europe's probably got figured out better than America. Yeah. And then, you know. 20 years ago they probably yeah. had it even more figured out yeah. than today yeah I don't, I don't think today it's the same thing I think yeah. today the concept of going to a therapist is either trendy or is more like oh yeah I need to go and talk to somebody who really knows what I'm talking about mm-hmm. so it has become a little bit more like like here but not not at that time not 20 years ago yeah yeah, yeah. and and so so this is if anything it's it's an excuse to be that it doesn't have to be that but yeah. it can be getting into yeah. you know and and I'm fine as I'm sure you find and we've even had it together the one thing about our conversations at the coffee house or or uh, B star after a talk is we almost always get into kids yeah. right and we because yeah. <laughs> you right. you've got four I've got five yeah and you just can't help but like hey someone else that has a lot of kids and and knows my struggle like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's yeah. almost like you feel that connection yeah 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 exactly yeah. and um and so that's bringing a little bit of Italy into you yeah. know California here that it, we regularly can check in almost always the first question I have for you or you have for me is how are the kids yeah you know yeah. how's the quarantine going with doing yeah. homework with the and kids. pulling yeah. your hair out and yeah. you know and and that's uh, you all. know what uh, now that you have um, we're talking about kids it's um, there is something that I wanted to uh, tell you or comment on um, uh, I think it was a few um, talks back um, during the uh, Paul's talk, mm-hmm. you had a comment about you being a father. Yeah, that was the last one. That, that was, was the last one. Yeah. You being a father and the fact that you didn't grow up with your with your father, I think you said, yeah. and that you had this idea that you didn't know if you were gonna be able to be a good father. Yeah. Or not. 
that was really touching. Thank you. It was yeah. really touching. I really felt it because I, I am going through a phase right now where it's almost the opposite of what you were saying in the, in the, during the talk. I, 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 while growing up, I when it when I you know when you're a kid, you think what you're gonna be doing, what you're gonna. Uh, be when you grow up and you have some people have some kids have a very good idea that what they want to be some others don't and I was I really didn't know much about what I wanted to be or what I want to be or what, what I want to be interested in mm-hmm. but I knew something that I wanted to be a mom uh, yeah. since when I was little since I was little I ha- always had this dream of dream as in dreaming when I'm yeah, dreaming yeah. at night L- literally having I really dream so many times that uh, about the same image that I was uh, gonna be on this island like that deserted island with the palms of course and the nice white <laughs> sand the beautiful <laughs> water yeah. private island surrounded like. <laughs> surrounded by a bunch of kids and they're all mine my, my uh, kids and, but then there was never a, a male figure Oh, never in my dreams. Yeah, I never thought any of that. That's why wake. No, you wake up and you think about your dream, and mm-hmm. I always thought, oh, maybe it's because I don't have a boyfriend right now, yeah, or yeah. I don't have anybody specific in my mind that I can insert <laughs> in that picture. But now, what's funny? Again, I call it dream logic. I love talking yeah. about it. Yeah. How things make so much sense in a dream, and yeah. then as soon as you wake up, you go, wait, why? Did I, you know, like there's some weird, like you're like, I've had dreams all the time where I'm like, I'm sawing and like building a cabin and it's very important that I build this cabin and I'm with like my ex boss and, and some other person I don't know. And then as soon as you wake up, you go, why, why was that cabin so important? (laughs) (laughs) Like rationalize it. That's right. Yeah. And so I was thinking dream logic, you go, well, there's no man there because I don't have a boyfriend, but there was kids. There was yeah. no, right? Where did those come but from? But I don't know. I never connected the dots like yeah. until I and until recently maybe I said may wow well maybe that dream that's what it meant at that mm-hmm. time, not knowing now. But that even though that's what the dreams during the night, the 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 real dreams or whatever yeah, yeah, you yeah. wanna call them. Sleeping dreams. The yeah. sleeping dreams. But then also I w- would fantasize a lot when I was a child that of you know, I wanted to have kids while growing up. So mm-hmm. that's been a constant in my life. And so when I started to have kids, uh, I knew from the beginning that I, w- I wanted to be there for my kids. I wanted to raise my own kids. Yeah. I, di- I didn't care about, there w- nothing was that important for me as to be with my kids. So I decided not to go to work. I decided to just to be with them because that's what I wanted to do. So I was so involved in, yeah. the, in my kids life yeah uh so much it was probably too much mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like I, I wasn't caring about anything else but to be with them and to make sure that they had what i wanted them to have and what they needed yeah that could have been two different things mm-hmm. but um then after the split up and after i got divorced and i started to have more time I started to have the kids at 50%, started to have more time for myself. Yeah. I started to care about other things that I never thought about in my life. Mm. And I, that sense of guilt started to oh, yeah, come. Sure. I said, 
what why don't I why I'm not not so involved in my kids life like I used to why is it that I'm I'm okay mm-hmm. when they're oh, not yeah. around yeah yeah you know and uh-huh. it was like I had to live with that with that feeling with that you know it, it was a thought a process that uh-huh. then it became it, it triggered the feeling yeah. Right? Oh, of course. Yeah, I had yeah. to stay with that mm-hmm. for a little bit before I realized that was perfectly normal. That was just a transition, and that I could be that the same loving, nurturing mother, mother and caring mother that I wanted to be, and that could be something somebody else too. Absolutely, and I'm thinking too. Um, getting back to the the Italian or the European model of there's friends and family everywhere you yeah. can't get away from them yeah. so why the hell would you pay a therapist to talk That's to them right. because you have all them yeah when you were here I'm, I'm guessing the friends and family that you completely grew up with are you're, they were gone they're gone yeah, yeah but when they were never gone because I still maintained a, a they're con- a phone call away yeah phone yeah. call away uh-huh. and so I would uh, I'm still nowadays I talk to my sister-in-law she's, she's going through a tough time right now yeah uh, every day Mm-hmm. So they yeah. were never away. Yeah, they and were... so I was thinking just the wisdom of, of you being able to separate the two because a lot of people will get lost in the guilt of my kids were my whole world, they should be my whole world, and now my, uh, to use a Paul term, interest and attention yeah. is, is on some other things yeah. and it feels good. And, and But no, the, the, the feeling of guilt is right. And yeah. being able to question that, yeah. I think that's a huge you know, victory. Yeah. You, you could have very easily have gotten lost in that. Yeah. And and maybe having family, having the phone calls, having the friends and the people to talk to. That helped. Helped I'm big sure. time, right? I'm Be- sure. Yeah. And it also helped to have somebody like Paul next to me because he is the one who, uh, besides being physically close to me, but he was also the one who uh, brought me down whenever my thought process was going somewhere and it was taken over by all the guilt and all the strange uh, loops around my mind it would just bring me down and say hey you know it's it's okay it's okay if if you are feeling like that so it's been a big it's been a big help yeah, I can only imagine. And it's just as you said that I had this thought for the first time just now. This is what I love about the podcast is yeah. the spontaneous stuff that pops yeah. up. Is uh, in some ways, I've been like a mini or a poor man's Paul for my wife too, more and more <laughs> over the, the yeah. last couple of years of going to talks. In that she'll she'll come to me and she has a lot of mommy guilt. A lot of, um, you know, I work too much and I should spend more time with the kids. The, our youngest has autism and she needs a lot of attention uh-huh. and uh, she feels bad that she's passing it off to the state at certain times uh-huh. because I mean these are professionals these are people yeah. have PhDs yeah. in yeah. in uh, um, uh, teaching I can't think of the word right yeah. now <laughs> speech I mean, therapist they, they yes. experience, speech yeah. therapist they and, and they're very experienced yeah. in this and um, but but the mental state will run off with that guilt that feeling uh-huh. and it will it, it backward rationalizes the feeling. Well, yeah. I feel this way because it's justified. Because da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and again and again, you know, I'm not. My wife can be this for me too. But I'll just be like, uh, you see the illogic, <laughs> you yeah. know, rationality there, don't you? Yeah. Like it, it's impossible for anyone to be everything. It does. Yeah. It take. It's a cliche that it takes a village to raise a top yeah. child, but it's so right. Yeah. Like no one. No one person can be the mother, the father, the uncle, the aunt, the grandma, the grandmother. That's you right. know what I mean? And um, and just 
having us both be able to remind each other of that, yeah. you know, yes. and that we're in this together. And, you know, my wife and I might not always get along 100%. We definitely don't. But it's always put the kids first, Yeah. you know, yeah. and, and it, it's always like instead of we, we can not get along with each other, but we get along with what's the best route for yeah. the kids. And yeah. that's, you know, I mean, that's the most important thing, yes. isn't it? Yeah. And that's what makes uh, the couple, the two of you also get get, get along better and get yeah. stronger in your relationship. Yeah. If that you put your kids first. I yeah, think. yeah, I think so yeah. too. Absolutely, and um, just getting back to what what you were sharing, um, it, it's when you we'll say before when you were stay at home with the kids, mm-hmm. you know, one hundred percent. For someone to come along and say like, the intention of wanting to be everything for your kid, mm-hmm. that's completely natural. Like that's you know right. that that is the motherly instinct. That's right. But you have to actually go against that you have to do something for yourself you have to have free time for yourself and it's so easy to justify well i don't have time for that because the kids you know and uh again getting back to me and my wife we joke like you walk the dog i have to walk her right and she she says this you know she she goes uh hey someone needs to make sure they walk me today you know oh that's cute yeah because she will she she will be wrapped up in the kids 100 percent, and then if she is able to take a little break from that she's going to be wrapped up in her business 100 percent. yeah because there's always going to be something on the to-do list well it's you know? beautiful yeah. that she can rec- she can recognize that she yeah. recognizes that she needs to do something for herself yeah. that's a big huge step it is yeah and for- she knows that she if left up to her own devices she won't yeah you, you know, like she she says she outsources her uh, yeah <laughs> her self-care i know exactly how she feels yeah. because i mean it took me a long time before I realized that I had to do something for myself and myself mm-hmm. only. I mean, it was like, I, and you know what? The funny thing is that my kids, um, before the split, so we're talking about uh, 2020, up to four years ago, mm-hmm. until I was home, until the time I was home, my kids probably did not have, not probably for sure, they, did, they didn't have a relationship with their father. Mm at all whatsoever that's because my presence in their life was so overwhelming yeah. i was always the one who was doing everything for mm-hmm. them and it was always taking care of anything that concerned them all the time that his presence throughout the years i didn't realize that but it became really uh, I, w- I don't want to call it necessary because it was necessary on a certain level but on an emotional level, for the devo- an emotional development for my kids, it, it wasn't there. Yeah. It wasn't. So then, therefore, after, when I left, uh, I'm, I think that my kids had the mm-hmm. like it's happening to me, that they wouldn't have to choose between one or the other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think that with my older son, the one reason why it happened, what happened is, it happened what it happened is because he didn't not have a relationship with his own father yeah yeah um, yeah and it again and I have this kind of idea and this this is just the meaning I give it but like if there's a need if you don't address it yeah. life will make you address it yeah yeah absolutely yeah and and there was there seemed to be a great need for your ex to for your kids to like you said to get to know him. yeah yeah. Um, and, and life kind of forced it down everybody's throat, yeah. you know, and that yeah. happens a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
you know, in, in family situations and in so many situations. Yeah. And like you said, like you were just saying, you know, you wish it didn't have to be an either or. Yeah. And I think from the first time you told me your situation with your oldest, I said, um, every example I've ever seen of a parent isolating uh, one a kid from the other parent, mm-hmm. when the kid grows up, mm-hmm. it may take till 25, 30 Mm-hmm. You know, but, th- you know, hopefully not that long. Sometimes it's 20, 22. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they become an adult, and yeah. they no longer look at their parents as their parents, but as fellow adults. Right. And your whole world opens up. And yeah. instead of, you know, what, what happens for so many people, you know, when I was a kid, I would do whatever the hell it took to keep my mom happy. You know, mm. right? That mm-hmm. If that meant saying that I hate my biological dad just as much as she does then that's what I'm going to tell her to keep her happy you know and it took growing up it took therapy it took having kids of my own to be able to go back and be like hey yeah I I, I'm sorry I'm sorry yeah to both to both sides and that's that's uh uh I you know from the very first time I talked to you I'm like it's so hard to have the patience (laughs) and the trust yeah and you've said before like yeah I'm I hope that it's not just like that his mind isn't screwed forever yeah and that's that's one of the many tricks of you know in any one of paul's talk people go i think i i spiritually screwed myself yeah for life <laughs> yeah there's no yeah. redemption that's there's, right there's no coming back yeah and, but how are you gonna know that there's can. no way you're not yeah. gonna know that and, exactly. and uh, after almost three years now that i have two and a half years that i haven't seen or talked to my son i i think i am at the uh i I arrived at the conclusion finally I'm hoping I'm not sure because it could not be the, um, at the, um, at a point of surrender surrender to the fact that all I could do um, for my kid for my son I've done it yeah. and there is really nothing I can really do anymore and all I can and all I can hope is that is um, is someone okay in the situation where it is even though there is that gut feeling that i have to 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 push down or just not to pay attention to because i know that it's not yeah I, I, do i know for certainly i don't know but i i just have this gut feeling but i also have to surrender to the fact that is it is what it is yeah and um you will have to go through it through his journey in yeah. order to you know to realize what's been happening and just I'll be here for him no matter what of course yeah but um yeah yeah that's what I like again and again um my relationship with my kids especially my stepkids is I go kind of my only job is unconditional love I'm here for you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then and then everything else is just semantics. Like, yeah. you know, making sure they eat, making sure they get That's their homework right. done. They That's get a right. re- you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. The, and something about simplifying that yeah. and surrendering to that. Yeah. You know, I, I had this huge thing that, you know, I talking to my therapist, break 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 down crying, of the idea of facing if I died that my girls would have to go on without me. Mm. And, and yeah that was a very heavy thing for me yeah. you know and yeah. and it, in the Paul way of it's what's not happening I'm not dead yeah that's <laughs> right why are you thinking that, are you thinking right? that? but it, it was it was there you know very real yeah. and very yeah. heavy 
and um, and I, it brought me comfort. I don't know if it brings comfort to other people, but the I, looking at it in a non-duality kind of way. Is, Which is the way? Yeah. What what way is that? Oh, I, I want to exactly. get yeah. a, lot, yeah. a little bit into that because I have a, a slightly different uh, approach. Okay, cool. Okay, to... so let me tell you my yeah. fucked up version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I think... Um, God, now I'm afraid this is going to come out bad. <laughs> the, <laughs> Whatever. I'll... It's kind of a I'm not as important as I think I am. Mm. Right? Mm. Now, I feel incredibly important as their father. I feel that it, it is similar to you. And I didn't expect this. As a kid, I thought I was never going to get married or have kids. Mm -hmm. It was not important to me. Mm. Life threw this on yeah. to me. And it, I was surprised every step of the way. Yeah. And I was surprised when I had... Um, uh, daughters of my own that oh they are the most important thing in the world to me. yeah I would literally give up anything yeah you know to make sure that they're safe make sure yeah. that they're um which that was that caught me by surprise yeah. I didn't think you know yeah, what right? everyone was saying really it's not about you anymore <laughs> yeah it really only, right? is not about you That's you know it, it the reason you wake up and go to work in the morning mm -hmm. it's not about you yeah it's about them the reason you do fucking everything is yeah. to make sure that they're good That's you right. know and you can't um you can't trick yourself into thinking that mm -hmm. it either it is it's real for you or it's not real for That's you. Right. and i'm not that all the time of course i feel like selfish too when i come yeah. home after a long day of work and and they hit you me with something to, like, yeah. do you have any idea i've been up since five in the morning <laughs> you're being fucking me with this crap but yeah. um okay so i was saying okay the uh, the idea of me not being around is i seeing the reality of the role that i'm playing isn't that important there's a lot of people that lose their parents and they're fine they move along mm -hmm. and something about that gives me a peace and a acceptance and lets the interest and the presence come into this moment mm -hmm. of being with them mm -hmm. because there was just like the share uh, over zoom mm -hmm. there was so much fear of i'm gonna screw this up and be a shitty dad and so many reasons of why i am gonna be a shitty dad because i had shitty male figures and all all, the, all mm -hmm. that interest and attention was not in here, the moment here it was not in the, in the yeah. present right. it was a projection of something that wasn't happening exactly right. and, and the the surrendering to I can't control if I die and leave them behind I can't control if they interpret me as a shitty dad I mm -hmm. can't the only thing that's you know the serenity prayer uh, yeah. the wisdom to know the difference right um, the only thing that if that I'm available for is them here right now. Right. You know, and, and yes, here right now also means planning their education and planning for the future right. and saving for college right. and all that. Um, but that, I don't, I don't know why I just got into that whole role. Oh, because you said you wanted to give me the alternative, the alternative. The, yeah, yeah. But the, yeah. What, what, what is your approach to non-duality or the, so it, it, it's, I think it's actually the same as what you said. It's surrendering. Surrendering. Yeah. 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 Um, you see, um, I, I have a slightly different approach to, awesome. what, to, to what Paul is talking about. Cool. And I love it. 
Yeah, because I'm, it's, uh, it's um, fa- based on my experience, right? Of mm-hmm. whose experience am I talking about, if not mine? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Paul talks about this, this is dreaming and this is not real and this is as, it's as real as a dream at night can be and mm-hmm. uh, you're not, you know, whatever. The, the, you're not that important. Yes, I agree with that. I just have, I don't really exactly believe that. Um, Maybe it's because um, my I can recognize. I've always been able to recognize the thoughts, and what happens in my thoughts is, you know, those moments we're always talking about. Ida always talks about those moments where the the thought system stops, mm. and you have the pause, and you feel that incredible moment of a few moments of uh, really truly bliss where that nothing happens but you are in this state and you're feeling good yeah, you're peace everything. serenity okay, yeah. so i had those moments since i was a child mm. i've always had them I, I it was part of me like i remember playing with the with either with friends or playing with my dolls the the thought system my thought system is very active mm-hmm. very very active it's always going spinning on something um it would stop for no reason, for nothing, was I would stop and I would feel this incredible uh, sense of well-being. And I was in feeling this incredible peace. And I've had it throughout my life, always. So because Paul, I've Paul had Paul would call them free samples. Free, those free samples, <laughs> yes. they, were always, they were always available to me wow. since I was a child. So I never looked for them. Wow. I never oh, looked, this is fucking cool. The, I yes. never looked for them. So basically, I knew when I had a bad moments so or bad days, when the thought system would uh, ra- uh, would be enwrapped me in these uh, crazy stories about either what what was gonna happen in the future or how fucked up I was for something that happened. I knew that was just transitory because some of those free samples were gonna was gonna come, was gonna arrive. Oh my god. Uh, no matter what I was doing, no matter what I was thinking, and they do arrive. I don't. I've not wanted. Not. Um, yeah. You have I'm nothing not to do search, with them. I have nothing to do with them. Yes. So, having this sense that they, um, it, this game gave me a sense that thoughts are just thoughts. Yeah. They're just. They come and go. They're just. Sometimes you have good thoughts. Sometimes you have bad thoughts. But you know what? When you have bad thoughts, they're just thoughts. Because if if I'm if if those moments are able to come and stop me from having those bad thoughts, just like out of the blue, it means that, that that's what they are. They're just like yeah. thoughts. Okay, I have too much to say right now. I'm so excited that you brought that up. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, okay, first off, this came. No one had to tell you this. No. <laughs> yes. You understand that most people had to read it in a book. Yeah. Had to, yeah. <laughs> they, they I had know, to, and yeah. this is why when people share and, and when people talks about this moment of this, uh, I've, I've always my my head always felt like a dog. It's, it's I felt a like, given. So what? <laughs> I like mean really? You 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 mean you never had this moments? Like yeah. I was like yeah, and that allowed me to to take the thoughts into not much a consideration, a great consideration. Yes. Like they were like, all right, yeah, they're, they're just some having some bad thoughts, but I, my mind doesn't work like that, that it gets wrapped around it. It's just 
uh, almost naturally or with no effort or no yeah. will on my own just they go yes. i don't know where they go they just go yes they leave they leave just okay. like that they come and they leave uh-huh so you you had like the buddha the buddhist insight i guess just, you were just free sample yes like, and i did and i wasn't raised buddhist yeah i was raised actually a total different yeah you know uh catholic catholic yeah did um, you go to mass and because my mother forced me to uh-huh. but she never put a foot in a church oh. my mother was not religious. oh she sent you but she but she go. would send me <laughs> and she would say yeah you gotta go because it was more like a formal thing yeah, yeah. and what will people think if you don't yeah go, you yeah. gotta go and do the, the the first communion because we need to have this big party and we have all have to eat but that's all it was yeah. about it had nothing to do with being catholic or anything but i never i never i never feel i never felt like uh that was i i i, I didn't, didn't like get anything it. out of it no yeah, i yeah. didn't get any actually the opposite i just didn't like anybody who would go into a church and would uh, you know Display. say oh oh i did this and that oh mm-hmm. i'm just and then he would look at the neighbor and he'd say something bad uh, yeah, in, inside the church uh-huh. what was like it was all performance what it, it was, was all persona yeah didn't like that. So this is so amazing, Mimi. So the, the, you have come up in this podcast before, not to make you feel self-conscious. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Sharon, Sharon's brought brought you up. Yeah. I'm sure Mike's brought you up. Yeah. Tommy Keith's brought you up. And when you come up, it's always the idea of uh, Amelia is an example of someone who doesn't have any interest. That's right. It's virtual. Exactly. And, but you you kind of already get it. You you don't have the sickness. That's what Keith and I were talking earlier uh, this week about spirituality is like a sickness it's an illness yes it's something that attacks your for lack of a better word spiritual immune system yeah and it that's says right. hey there's a problem you're yeah. doing something wrong right and we need to heal this yeah. problem you kind of never got the sickness but yeah. you got the, the like who knows grace we're born with the immunity that's right right away maybe maybe yeah. it was grace i don't know what it was but i'm telling you it's like I think that the interest, really, when Paul talks about the interest being the big, the, the biggest deterrent, intention, yep. that's what I think it is. Yeah, uh, I agree. Like I don't have any interest, though. I feel like I'm so spiritual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's freaking amazing. I'm, I'm so excited right now. We're not talking about you, honey. So, tell <laughs> me, what are some of the other messed up things Paul's done? <laughs> Letting her in the other way. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm I'm very excited. So w- one of the things I love about this podcast too is that um, people answer the questions I want them to without me having to ask them, mm. and that's what you just did. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> I'm <So> we done. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. That's uh, because yeah, that's I think so many of of us in in the group and that that go to Paul's talks. For me, it was always I always ask kind of the question of when did you get the first hint that the story everyone's telling you um is is not the whole picture mm-hmm. right and, and for me it was finding people that did what paul have you ever heard of alan watts He's i've a, heard about him and i never okay. listened so alan watts was my paul before paul yeah, yeah. and and i heard him talking about things that you're talking about yeah. like hey just because you think something doesn't mean it's true doesn't yeah, mean you have to believe right. it and i go oh 
like it, I had to hear somebody say it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I would, that makes sense. I knew something was up. Yeah. Like, yeah, every, yeah. you know, everyone is going along, believing their thoughts. That's the problem, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and, but it took me having to hear it. And there's something so interesting about the fact that, um, and the other thing I was thinking was a lot of people might have that insight when they're young. I think yeah. almost everybody does. I think so. And then I have a pretty strong belief that you hit puberty or maybe even before that. Yeah. And it, it becomes lost. And someone the other day, uh, Rebecca Maroon, who Sharon got yeah. uh, to, to do the podcast with me, she's a teacher in the non-duality world, yeah. she goes, it's not that it gets lost, but the story of the character becomes primary. Yeah. Right? So becomes the story... Becomes more dominant. Becomes more yeah. dominant. The yeah. story of Amelia, the story of yeah. Nick, becomes what you believe. Your interest and attention and your belief and your faith That's goes right. into the story. That's right. And nobody ever seems to get that hit, like you're saying, of the pause yeah or if it does come along they quickly cover it up or they yeah. quickly, you know what i mean and they, right. they go no, no no nothing of interest here let's get yeah. back to the story right. right and uh something about the fact that it's it seems by what you're telling me it hit would hit so reliably it mm -hmm. didn't go away with puberty it didn't go away it probably with... there were times where they it was it would hit me less uh-huh okay. uh, like I, I would imagine during puberty or yeah. when uh, you know, during puberty, you get you become more insecure, so you are all, you are um, uh, always wondering what other people think of you, how they see you, and then that pause became became a little less of uh, it would occur less, mm -hmm. but it always stayed with me. Yeah, it always stayed with me. It never left. Yeah. So I just went through what I went through in my life, knowing that. No matter what I was going through, no matter what what nasty thoughts it, they were playing up here, uh -huh. that pause will come eventually. Will come, so I wouldn't panic. You know, that's what happens. A lot of people they panic because they go into a like a frenzy mode. Like, How am I gonna get out of this? Yeah. How am I gonna get out of this? So you putting all that. Uh, effort and wanted to get out of this, making it more real. Than of it course, is. yes, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah. it took it took me having to hear Paul say it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, before it, I was able to to let it sort of extend through time. Yeah. That that you know, and and Paul would laugh at the idea of a practice. Yeah. But there there's certain practices. Yeah. <laughs> one of them is is. This, this too shall pass. You know, yes. it's an Eckhart Tolle thing. Yeah. It, I'm hearing that this too shall pass was just a given to you. It was. Like what it did. It was. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Nick, I'm telling you, yeah. it was maybe grace. It was something yeah. that I, I definitely, I don't think I was inherited because my both my mother and my father, I don't know, maybe my father, because he's always been, he's always gone through life very... He always traveled very light, my father. Was he kind of zen? Was he sort of like... No, he no. wasn't. Okay. He was just... I always thought he was just very... Not very interested in many things and not very deep. Yeah. Like, so that probably... <laughs> that was my intake. But who knows what my mother was... Forget about my mother. My mother, she had... She was lost more in the drama. Than, more lost in thoughts than anybody I've ever known uh -huh. in my life. So... Uh -huh. I don't know what it was. It just uh, I think that, as you said before, I think we all come in this world with that availability, with that pause. As when, yeah. when we're kids, we're little, we all have it. Kids, you know, small kids, one, two, they all have that pause. Yeah. And then it, 
with experience what happens in life it just goes away it gets less and I don't know what it is that makes it stick yeah. or not yeah. I don't really know what it is cause... yeah and I think nobody knows what it is yeah. that makes it stick or not yeah and that's why like I, I really just like a dream you wake up and then you try to rationalize or make yeah. sense of the dream this dreaming the waking yeah. <laughs> dreaming we do the same thing we come yeah. along and we say well it must have been like I was just doing it it was Alan Watts it was Paul I have these ideas of yeah. what created the yeah. traveling lighter but the truth is that I have no fucking idea That's right. and nobody does <laughs> <laughs> and I'm what I'm loving about hearing you share is you're you you seem to have a lot more peace than most people with the fact that you have no fucking idea. That's right. Yeah. Paul's <laughs> throwing that. It's throwing shit. I think it's giving some subliminal signs. Is, is, is it time for you to... I don't see. know. No, we can go, but I don't know how long is the podcast. Oh. When did we start it? I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. We, 20? I don't know. Was it? No, it must have been more. It seems okay. to me like we've been... Well, you packed an hour long, long worth. Oh, it's 45 minutes. Yeah. You packed, you packed two hours into, In, into, a lo- into a <laughs> the last couple of minutes with that yeah. one. That was, what an awesome share. Okay, now, mm-hmm. because I said it earlier, I have the mental note, let's get into how you heard about Paul the first time, mm-hmm. walking into the first meeting, yeah. and walking out. Yes. <laughs> I'm very interested in all this. Yes. What was it about his, I'll let you share. So, yeah. where did you first hear him? I heard, uh, so Paul and I, we have a mutual friend, this guy whom, whom you might know, uh, this, this French guy, Jean-Claude. He, yeah. he, oh, he yeah. come, you know Jean-Claude? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I met Jean-Claude when our kids um, uh, went to the same kin- transitional kindergarten class. So, mm-hmm. we're talking about, there were five, about six years ago. Okay. Uh, so, we had... Uh, kids in the same class and um, um, slowly Jean-Claude and I became friends and um, we I was going through a tough time during my marriage and um, I felt like I had to do something and so I was very much wrapped in my thoughts talking about having those obsessive thoughts Mm -hmm. and things I was there um so he listened to me and listened to me day after day then one day he blew up and said listen (laughs) i can't take it anymore (laughs) you gotta do something about this i said why don't you go and listen to paul and i said ah who's this i said is is that therapist i said no he's not a therapist (laughs) it's just somebody who talks about things you might be interested in or maybe even if you're not interested just just go and listen to him it might help Mm. you feeling lighter or you know whatever so i i knew that he was close by because he used to live in valley and uh, he told me go you know it has a talk on saturday in marine city and um if you, uh, during the week in san francisco so one day i said all right i'll go i'll go i'll go and i did i know paul no i didn't know paul no 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 i didn't know paul i had the never first time seen, you seen him, him wasn't live no okay. i've never seen him i never knew of him i never nothing okay. so i walked into this meeting i was late was this saturday or when it was a saturday i want to get city. the picture because the two in, have very different feels the saturday okay. marine city yeah. in the room that yeah. we were uh-huh. not doing it outside in yeah. the room so i walk and i first of all i come into the parking lot and i can't figure it out because he told me he's in this in this church mm-hmm. so i was looking at the church and it was there was nobody in the church i couldn't even find the church so what church but anyway i, I went around because i i heard this voice from the parking lot because he talks very loud yes. 
So I think you can probably hear him even now, can, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the backyard. I know, right? <laughs> so he, I walk, um, I walked into the, the meeting. There were, I don't know, quite a few people there. I sat, like, really, really slowly, like, really, yeah, I sat there. <laughs> and I started to leave no idea whatsoever what he would what be talking about. What the hell he's talking about, about. yeah. So I stay there for about 10 minutes. I had no fucking idea what he was talking about. <laughs> now this spiritual language, all yeah. these references to all these live or dead um, spiritual yeah, teachers, all the people, I looked around and all these people, they were so interested, they were all nodding with their head and I was like, fuck, I don't understand anything. So I stood up and left. Okay. I said, this is, <laughs> this is not going anywhere, this is not for me. Yeah stood up and left 10 minutes uh that was my first encounter right on right on okay and then i think i came back i don't know why you asked me why i yeah. don't know why i do not know why that, you I know just, what given everything you said that makes perfect sense i just <laughs> felt this thing i said okay i'm gonna give it another shot no it was not even intellectual mental it was like more no thoughts at all i just went yeah and then the second time i understood a little bit more and i actually introduced myself i, I made it to the end of the meeting <laughs> i introduced myself and i said i'm uh, you know I, I i'm here because jean-claude sent me and uh nice to meet you and like that um and then i kept on going but very very much um on and off i would go mm-hmm. once a month yeah. maybe a little bit more after but i don't know i i just know that every time i went to i and listened to him while I was leaving, when I left, I was feeling just lighter. Yes. Without understanding almost anything of what he was talking about. Yeah. I think it was more like an energetic level mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, until I started to get into and realizing what he was talking about. So it was, yeah. And then that's how it went. Wow. Cool. Okay. Now, if this is too personal, we can cut it out. No. The first time you've seen him, were you like, oh, I like this guy? No. <laughs> no. No. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Wow. No. So it that wasn't. developed slowly over time. It did. I think it did. Okay. It devel- no, it wasn't any. It was at all. Like it wasn't that. a love at first sight. No. <laughs> it wasn't. But it was. He had this thing. I used to uh, kid, um, to be kidding about it. Uh, he had this incredible um, hug. You know, at the end of oh, the. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he I hugs. Do. He's got an incredible hug, yes. and I I like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I tell you that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it, honestly, it was uh, it wasn't associated with anything. Because I, I don't want battery to drain. Yeah. Okay. It was associated with anything like nothing else. It huh. just felt good. Yeah. 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 So that's so cool. So I I, I had a similar experience, and I I think that's the norm, is going to the talk. Or hearing him on YouTube, not knowing what the hell he's talking about. Right. And then, but there's some sort of, and this is, if I have any advice for people that are interested in spirituality or anything, mm. is I say, if something feels right, just follow it. That's right. That's it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to understand it right away. In fact, if you do understand something right away, it's probably going to throw you off. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. Because in the very Paul way, it's speaking to 
what you're not. That's it's right. speaking to yourself that's and you go, right. oh, you know, the self loves this story. Yeah. Let's stick with yeah. this. And that's probably going to take you on a detour. That's right. <laughs> it's going to hit and a you're, Oh, you're probably going to use it as a tool for something yes, else. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, my experience with Paul, I, I, I've told him before on the podcast. I think I've even told you. I started hearing, I started listening to his recordings through the podcast app. And I didn't know what the hell he's talking about. Mm-hmm. But I, I was just kind of intrigued or... And you had some spiritual... And I had some... I knew who Ramana Maharshi was. Yeah. I knew a good amount of that stuff. Yeah. And I still didn't know what the fuck he was talking so about. So imagine me. Yeah. With no spiritual background whatsoever. <laughs> zero. Yes. Ah. Yeah. I, I remember... I I really loved Ramana Maharshi. He was my, my guy. My favorite mm-hmm. dead guru. Mm-hmm. And Paul would say the thing about the priest... Of, Ramana Maharshi quote, the presupposing of a non-existing right. thing, taking itself to be a non-existing thing. Yeah. And even though I loved Ramana, I didn't get it. Yeah. I was like, I can tell this is very important to him. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So I better follow it. I better follow <laughs> it. But it, 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 I think in time, it took 40, 50 times of hearing it. Mm-hmm. And then I go, oh. And and I, I've talked on the podcast too. I, I think I'm a, this is a new thing I'm realizing but it's probably always been the case. I think I'm a visual or a auditory learner. And that's mm-hmm. why I love podcasts. Podcasts, yeah. yeah. It, it, and because I listen to them when I drive everywhere. I put my headphones in when I'm cooking, mm. when I'm do, doing dishes or whatever. But it's the auditory. But when I really, something really becomes clear for me, an animation plays yeah. in my imagination. So it becomes a visual. It becomes a visual. Yeah. The auditory becomes a visual. Yeah. But something about me having to this mind having to turn it into the visual is where the learning happens yeah and so so many of Paul's things have been the hand in the glove you know, yeah all of those really cool visual metaphors that he uses yeah creates a little cartoon yeah in in my imagination yeah, and then I see it all you yeah know, so clearly. Yeah, yeah and that's why I've you know I've, and Paul even mentioned it in the YouTube so it's out there I want a good animator to come along yes and, yes and, I would love to have that too and now that he's putting the shirts yes up on yes. the website, uh-huh. I was just telling him yesterday, it would be cool to have some some like a cartoonist or somebody who knows of one of his little bits or whatever. Yeah, right? yes. like how, how, even <laughs> even you can do um, t-shirts about you know it's got um, a Long Island accent. Yeah. Yeah. I was picturing this shirt about you know when he says um, uh, he, he tells the story about the rug the rug oh, yeah. uh-huh. and he says I don't have a floor and he's always spelling F-L-O-O-R <laughs> yes. because people don't say it's a flaw uh-huh. that would be a good uh, picture you that know like be. I don't have a floor I don't have a with floor. a yes. and then spell next to it but only uh-huh. people who follow him would know we what, what did that means but that's cool the, what the shirt yeah, means yeah, yeah. 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 or things like that yeah that would be really cool yeah um okay well we're coming up on an hour yeah that was really fun yeah it was i i this is why i love covered quite a lot yeah yeah yeah. and and this is why i'm so glad i do this because i feel like i know you on a whole nother level now i hear you know the story and the stuff that you've shared and we could go on and on forever yeah maybe we can do another one i would love to yeah i definitely yeah i'm sure some more things will Um, come up um, all sorts of things yeah but i think what a great introduction to uh to the mind of amelia oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) and more to come that's just uh that's just uh just the tip of the iceberg that's the tip of the iceberg the mind of amelia is like Right on. Yeah, well, anything, right on. anything else before we we wrap up? Any burning desires? Any burning desires? No, really. Thank 
you so much thank you Mary. for this podcast it was I'm always on the other side listening to podcasts listening to other people share yeah it's cool it just feels good do you feel the magic this is what I yeah. love yeah yes, I something do. about the um the immediacy of you know you're being recorded yeah. and it's just sort of in the background playing that it it makes it, it sucks me into the moment yeah. of really being here really listening to every single thing yeah. you're saying yeah and uh and then the cool fun things that pop up out of nowhere yes you know? oh hopefully pop, uh, people will enjoy this and all your I, other podcasts i know i know do you get comments this. about it or i do what? yeah i get some emails i i don't put it on youtube mm -hmm. if i put it on youtube i probably because it's easier to comment on individual yeah. episodes yeah but in this I, i was thinking about this today in this weird way I like it being somewhat hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> that Paul so to... where does it go? It goes to all the podcast apps. Oh, so all right. Okay, okay. Apple, Stitcher, yeah, yeah. Google. So okay. if you type it into Google, if you type in Dream Talking Podcast, it yeah. will it will pop up. Yeah, I'm, but... I would be interested to, to listen to other <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, oh, not, yeah. Certainly not about myself. <laughs> I'll listen to myself. <laughs> <It's so much. laughs> I think you would love uh, the ones I've done with Sharon. Yeah. They're very interesting. She's yeah. another very interesting mind um i've done some amazing ones with keith yeah uh the, well i could let you find it you know keith is a writer no oh yeah he's a really amazing well i can tell from only by the text by text yes that he sends me they <laughs> yes. are so incredible they're yeah. so detailed yes, uh, every time and he's, he's he's got it down he's super exactly what he wants to say and, and poetic and yeah i he sends me texts a lot and a good majority of them are on insights of Paul's yeah. talks and we yeah. share stuff and I go it's like being subscribing to a uh, to a personal blog that's yeah. just what I'm into because he's such a good writer yeah. and I normally I go I'm not going to be able to do this justice by texting you back so I have to call you and then I'll call him we've been com <laughs> phone conversation buddies over the yeah so you just make sure you uh, tell me again the name just text me the name of the podcast because I'm going, going to forget I'll text you this episode and then you'll yeah. be able to yeah. catch all, all right. thank you Mary. thank you Nick. thank you so much you're awesome cool. do you have to go get your kids no I can't